Welcome to Joe Bates Explains Edinburgh. Hi guys, I'm Joe Bates and welcome to the second part of my guide to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, yesterday was my second full day at the festival and I had a really great day. I think I mentioned in the first part, first podcast, that I lost my glasses before arriving here in Edinburgh. But even if I hadn't lost my glasses, I almost certainly would have had eye strain from all the amazing sights that I've been seeing. But the combination of all the amazing sights and me losing my glasses means that now I actually have quite severe eye strain, which is a bit of a pain. But that didn't stop me yesterday from enjoying John Paul Roberts' amazing, absurd comedy show at the Assembly Rooms, a great improvised show by Battleaxe at the Free Sisters, and a stand-up compilation show at the same venue afterwards, where one of the comics had a lot of material about chastising his sister for having too many babies by too many different men. Which, on some level, I actually really enjoyed because it meant that I was able to leave the venue without putting any money in the bucket, without feeling any guilt at all, because giving money would have been supporting chauvinism. I also enjoyed the street performer near the assembly rooms who was freestyle rapping about every single person who passed. Stuff like, hey there now, guy with the kid, woman in the glasses is having a think. Some of the rhymes were a bit loose, like kid and think. But the guy must have been rapping for nine hours straight. If someone was recording him, he'd have enough material for about 11 albums, admittedly with very limited commercial potential. I didn't speak to him because I was too scared about what he'd say about me. You know, here, there, now, weird guy with a squint would probably be his opening line. But I did speak to three great performers and they're on the podcast today telling me a little bit about their show. We've also got a look at the Best Joke Award at Edinburgh, news of a certain Jerry Seinfeld show at the festival, and an update on my progress on performing at the Edinburgh Festival. So here we go. Edinburgh Fact The Edinburgh Festival has been running for 71 years, and it's currently on the greatest run in its history, with no unfunny shows or acts at all since 2010. The last comedian who had a bad show was Ed McKinnon eight years ago, who had a full 30-day run at the Pleasant Storm. McKinnon's rambling, punchline-free one-hour stand-up set about advances in thermal insulation and cooling techniques was critically panned throughout its entire run, with audiences so appalled that many of them stormed out of the city. Much to the organised embarrassment, McKinnon was later revealed not to be a comedian at all, but an engineer who thought he was signing up to give a lecture at the Edinburgh Fridge Festival. Since that point, the festival has tightened up its selection process, asking every actor who applies, are you going to be funny, before giving them a show. Here at Edinburgh, there's literally something for everyone, apart from people who hate the sight of other people performing. I've focused on comedy so far, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. I'm off to see some physical theatre tomorrow by Elsa Coverer, who's bought two shows to the Fringe this year. I caught up with Elsa earlier and started by asking her, what is physical theatre? Uh, well, it's really mixed between theatre and dance. Um, so it's, it's less abstract than dance, 
yeah. and more density than theater. <laughs> okay, cool. So a combination. So, yes, yes. And for example, for uh, well, the, the first show that we put on is uh, Anchor. It's called Anchor. It's a duet about the complexities of relationships. It's in collaboration with Divisar, which is another company. We're based in Switzerland. It's another company from, from Switzerland. And um, Mehdi, my dance partner, is, a, is an actor, actually, and I'm a dancer. So the piece is really a mix. The second show is a double bill. It's called The Sensemaker and Drop the Go-Go. Uh, the Sense Maker is a one-woman show, and uh, I'm I'm doing it. I'm battling with an entering machine, and it's a metaphor of a job interview that goes too far. And the second part uh, is called Drop the Go Go. It's um, featuring six dancers on podiums, uh, like Go Go dancers, and they start their shift, and then they start uh, questioning their dreams and ambitions. Okay, so uh, you're here until Sunday. You talked about yes, you only home. until yeah. We go home on Sundays, so only until Saturday actually. Yeah, Anchor is at uh, Greenside Venue, Nicholson Square, and it's every day at 11.30, and we just have two shows left, so it's a moment to come and see us. And uh, The Sensemaker and Drop the Go Go is every day at 6, uh, also until Sunday, uh, and it's at Zoo Charteris. Yeah. And um, you're, uh, it doesn't sound like an Edinburgh accent, you're from uh, somewhere else? I'm originally Belgian, Belgium. but I'm based in Switzerland since 10 years okay. and my mother tongue is indeed French. Now people heard of Edinburgh? Uh, some as, as people, the festival. yes, uh, but still the fact that we go to Edinburgh is quite uh, unique I think in the area, like not so many people go there from Geneva. So it's nice for us to, to come here because I think that the pieces that we have really appeal to the people of Edinburgh, yeah. like the, the people going, going to, to, to watch shows at the French, uh, because it's really unique and uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think it's, it's something new for the people here. So, yeah. And um, any last plans apart from your shows for Edinburgh? Yeah, I, I would actually like to go uh, see some, some shows in the next few days because I will have a little bit more time. Uh, and also, of course, the last night, I don't think we're going to sleep. And no. there's plenty of things to do uh, at the French, of course, the party. Open all night? Yes. And also we had some time to do a little bit of sightseeing. Like we did a touristy stuff, like the ghost tour. Oh, nice. And yeah. that was brilliant. Our guide was so fun. Great. Uh, yeah. And it was really interesting. So. Oh, that sounds very nice. Um, well, Elsa, thanks very much for uh, coming along and coming talking on Joe Bates Explains Edinburgh. Um, good luck for the rest of your run and hope you enjoy your final few days at the Fringe. Thanks. Thanks to Elsa for chatting with me there. Um, she's here until Sunday with her show Anchor on at the Greenside and with the double bill, The Sense Maker and Rock the Go-Go, which take place at Zoo. She also recommended other shows at Zoo, including The Last Hive, and a double bill of what I talk about when I talk about running and don't kill your darlings. The best joke. Some people are reluctant to perform at Edinburgh because they haven't got the material to put on a full show. Well, even if you've only got one joke and the rest of your set is garbled bollocks, you can still do well at the festival by winning best joke. The joke of the Edinburgh Award is given to the best joke said out loud at the festival. Every joke qualifies, providing it's funny and is in the XXX question mark, more like XXX exclamation mark, format. The 
format may seem restrictive, but it's actually not, because all the best jokes are in that format anyway. The joke can be about anything, but if you mention something that's happening in the world currently, and people can say, oh yeah, I'm aware of that, then you're in with the best chance. Last year's winner was Nish Kumar, with his classic, Theresa May, more like, Theresa May not be the Prime Minister for much longer if the current political crisis continues, joke, which he's since toured around the country. Bridget Christie won in 2016 with the zeitgeist capturing, Brexit? More like, it's shit. And in 2015, a now unknown comedian tackled the phony subject of the Prime Minister having sexual interactions with a pig, with the piffy, David Cameron, more like David Ham Moron. The fact that 2015's winner is now unknown shows that you'll eventually need to come up with a second joke if you're going to sustain a career in comedy for more than two years. But the joke of the Edinburgh Award can be a great springboard. So it's a good idea for budding comedians to start looking for things that are commonly thought to be like one thing, but are actually much more like another thing today. Peter Marino is an American comic and performer who's here for his fifth fringe. He's here for the full run at the Counting House with two shows for two different audiences, and I caught up with him to talk more about them. Uh, well, one show is called Show Up, and that is an adult show where I take the life experiences of the audience and I turn them into an improvised one-man show in front of their eyes. And then the other show is called Show Up Kids, where I take the kids, things they like, things they don't like, things they want to be, things they want to do, and I turn that into a one-man storytelling show right in front of their eyes. But in both shows, the audience controls the sound and the set and the props and pretty much all the content of the show. So um, very interactive, uh, very improvised. Do, do you get a different show every day? Totally different every day. However, with the kids show, it almost always involves poo or <laughs> farts or boogers. Uh, and the adult show is totally different every single day. Yeah. Much cleaner. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess it is cleaner, but I'm allowed to use dirty language in that show. And um, you're, the, you're the first actor I've spoke to who's actually doing a show for kids. Um, how is it different in terms of the energy you need in terms of the format? Oh my gosh, it's a thousand percent different. I did show up last year here and I've done it for the past year and a half all over the United States and Canada. And uh, The energy needed for the kids show is like three times as much because you really have to have control of the room. You have to learn how to get the kids to be quiet. Uh, and it's actually been good for me as a performer because it's, it's, it's given me confidence in my quiet moments and to take more time with the quiet moments. Um, I have a, a bit in the, sh in the kids' show where I attempt to open a juice box as if I've never seen one before, and they are literally on the edge of their seats for five minutes watching this idiot try to open a box of juice. <laughs> Some of them want to get up on stage and help me, but I, I let them know I'm trying to be independent. Right, that's good. <laughs> that sounds great. And um, are you worried as the month goes on, you get a little bit fatigued, you'll end up going into a kid's show or vice versa and doing the wrong set, you know, do a foul mouth diatribe in the kid's show. Uh, <laughs> no, I, do, I did have a hard time with the word Norfolk the other day <laughs> uh, in the kid's show. Uh, the adults got the joke, the kids did not. Uh, I was mortified. Uh, but really, actually, I'm, I'm more having a hard time not doing lines from the kid's show in the adult show. You know, like not talking to the audience like they're six years old. And um, do you have, it sounds like you've got your, you've got your hands full with two shows, but have you got any recommendations for, from elsewhere in the Fringe? 
Uh, yeah, actually, I saw a great show last night called We've Got Each Other, which is a one-man Bon Jovi musical at Pleasant Stone, which really, really cracked me up. He's a great performer, and it's very clever. Um, I really like uh, David Carl is doing a show called Trump Lear at Pleasance also, which is uh, Trump has locked up this actor in, in a room and forces him to, 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 uh, to do King Lear. Um, okay. He does a great Trump impersonation and uses lots of puppets and stuff. And um, oh, David Mills, he's a great comedian who is from the UK. Uh, he's an expat who lives in the UK, and he's got a brilliant set, very observational, hilarious humor uh, at the Wee Coo every single afternoon. Those are great recommendations, yeah. and well done for seeing so much stuff, having two shows on at the same time. That's what we're here for. That's great. Um, well, Peter, thank you very much for, for coming on my show. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And thank you as well for doing the same interview twice, having no, me notice halfway through the last one that the recorder wasn't on. You want to go for number three? I do. I think we're getting there. Maybe, maybe five? <laughs> Let's go for it. Thanks a lot, Peter. Have thank a great you. fringe. Bye thank bye. you. Cheers. Edinburgh News. Just like Peter, many people cross the pond, i.e. the Atlantic Ocean, to come perform at this festival. There are tons of American comedians here at the Fringe, and it even attracts some of the biggest stars. This year, Jerry Seinfeld is in town, performing a live version of his hit Netflix show, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. It's the same combination of beautiful cars, aggressive product placement, and rich people being smug that audiences love. But the live version sees Jerry and fellow comedians chatting whilst driving around Edinburgh and the surrounding areas, while spectators follow and watch on from scooters, or, if they've bought a cheap ticket, bicycles. The section of the show where Jerry drives onto the M8 motorway has sadly already claimed the lives of several audience members. The show runs throughout the entire month in and around the city, with a new comedian in Jerry's car every night, including Russell Howard, Harry Hill and Al the Pub Landlord. Now of course not every performer at Edinburgh has brought a full show to the Fringe. I didn't. But for newer performers it's a great place to book some open slots, try out your material and get noticed. I didn't do that either, but sensible people did, one of whom is comedian Charlie George. I spoke to Charlie about her plans for Edinburgh and what she hopes to get out of it. I've come to Edinburgh to do some open spots. I'm a new comic, so I've been going about half a year. I started at a lovely pub called The Bill Murray in Islington, not far from where I live. I did a stand-up course there one January. It's classic New Year's resolution, what panic. Um, and then from there kind of stumbled into it I was really just thinking about writing a show and other stuff and was feeling a little bit blocked and I thought oh well this will be fun um, I come from a dance and circus background and so um, I'd never really done anything that kind of focused on, on just purely vocal stuff like stand up before so I wanted to face my fear and so I did this course and then I've been gigging ever since um, and haven't stopped, got the bug You're doing a few um, open slots uh, can you tell the listening public where these open slots are because they will want to see you. Yes, so I'm doing um, an open slot at a really great show called Wasted Youth, which yep. is like a three-hander comic thing. Um, I should have all of the information for this to hand, but I don't, but it's called Wasted Youth. You can check that one out. Um, and I'm doing a spot there. And there's also L Daniels doing a secret comedy cabaret. Very nice. I'm doing a slot at. And um, there's a lovely lady called Kima 
who's doing Bob and Buds. She's nice. called Kima Bob, and um, she's doing a show with invited guests. Nice. And Femmes of Colour Comedy. Yeah. And the Lol Word, which is, you know, these are nights that run successfully in London, really great nights. So the Lol Word is kind of for like LGBTQI people um, doing comedy. And then Femmes of Colour Comedy is for Femmes of Colour. Well, that sounds great. It does, you know. Yeah, it does what it says on the tin. Mm-hmm. So, what, Charlie, you don't have to reveal this if you don't want, of course. Cause, but I think the listeners want, will want to see your whole act anyway. What's your best joke? Oh, there's a toss-up at the moment between, what do you mean, like best performing or one that I like? Go for the one that you like, because I always think they're the, they're the ones that I like the most. Okay, my favourite one is like a, a, a knock-knock joke. Oh, yeah? So, um, I talk about the fact that I was raised by my white Jehovah's Witness mother, yeah. and I say it was a laugh. It was like, knock-knock, and then you go, who's there? So, knock-knock. Who's there? It's the four horsemen of the apocalypse. We've come to take your birthdays, Christmas, and a right to a blood transfusion. Yeah, well, it's a horrible memory uh, of my life, so it always makes me chuckle that I can now stand on stage and, and uh, poke fun at it. That's great, uh, but God must be furious. Um, <laughs> I so, hope so. And uh, what's the future for Charlie George after post-Edinburgh, where we are? Post-Edinburgh, probably a bit of a catnap, and then um, I've got a lot more gigs in London, and then I'm working towards a, like a scratch performance, work in progress of my show Polite Savage, which is going to be at Camden People's Theatre on the 10th of December. It's my first 20 minutes of stand-up. Fantastic. Um, and tickets, ticket sales uh, imminent? Yeah, yeah. You can buy tickets now from Camden People's Theatre. It's part of their Big Bang series of like new work-in-progress works. Great stuff. Well, I'll be there, and I hope you are too, uh, listeners. Well, you'll definitely be there, Charlie. Well, I have to be there. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. You yeah. don't have to buy a ticket. <laughs> good for you. Uh, you go enjoy this city, Edinburgh, where we are now, and I will too, and I look forward to seeing your slots later in the month. Fabulous. Have a great Edinburgh. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you to Charlie there. Uh, I've seen Charlie said before, and it is very funny, so look out for her at the Fringe later in the month. Speaking to Charlie reminded me of the narrative thread that this guide is supposed to have. Like, I'm supposed to be on some sort of quest to find an open slot and perform my five minutes of comedy here at the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh. It is a very engaging narrative that's probably got you hooked and it'd be an amazing ending if I got there but at the moment I've been held back for the last couple of days by the fact that possibly because I can't see properly this podcast is currently taking me about seven hours a day to make. So I'm going to take a one day break tomorrow to try and fulfill my quest or at the very least just rest my eyes for a bit and I'm going to be back on Sunday with more Joe Bates Explains Edinburgh. See you then.